Good morning. It's Wednesday. It's hump day, June 21st. And you know what's happening today is uh, Jerome Powell is speaking uh, and he releases prepared remarks. Market took a little bit of a downturn. Uh, Going to talk about it. I traded live on YouTube yesterday. Talk a little bit about it here at first. Um, yeah. What did I do? So I took a look at SPY. And you can see SPY here and, and the run that we've had since May 11th, 411. This is on the uh, four-hour algorithm, $411 is SPY. And you have confirmation. I mean, you lost it here at the end of May, but it came right back and you have confirmation. Today, you don't have confirmation. And you're seeing that button hook. I talk about button hooks a lot, but in SPY, you're seeing that button hook. You're seeing, and uh, on the RSI in 83, you're seeing the MACD way up here, close to five. Hasn't been up this high um, for for a while. I mean, back here in April, where we ran from about mm, looks like 406, we we went to about 420. Um, but you you just haven't seen these 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 high flyers. I bought a inverse, and I brought it up on the uh, on the podcast on the scans yesterday. HIBS. Now, why did I buy, buy HIBS? Well, 392 was the cross-up yesterday. Uh, I it, At the time when I got off from uh, doing the podcast and I was live on YouTube, and again, I trade this live on YouTube, um, and that's my plan to go forward today. I'll trade another one live on YouTube. Um, but I, I got it at 399. So am I upset? Later in the day, I got a second round at 393. So average purchase price, 395. Two lots, enough, it's close to uh, uh, five figures. So I, I'm, I, I'm happy with it. Uh, if I, my, my, my stop price on this is $3.85. So if it gets to $3.85, you'll see me chalk one up for the loss and leave. But I do think, uh, and I'll go over it, there's a couple of things in this market that just make me think that the market is overbought and we need a catalyst for it to go forward or down. And you know what that catalyst is, I think, today? I think it's Jerome Powell getting hammered uh, about his comments about two more rate hikes um, and why not do it now? Why is the job market still, um, you know, have, have they gotten jobs under control? Are we going to see a recession? I think he will say some things in that uh, Senate meeting um, that will kind of, you know, take them. It'll either make the market kind of flutter or it'll take it down. I think it's a good day to kind of just sit back and relax. I took a gamble, fairly big gamble. Uh, I'm hoping to make you know a couple thousand bucks off of this one. It wasn't a day trade. It was a, hey, we got the signal. Let's take it. Um, so that's where I am today. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of look at this. If I pull this near term uh, and I pull it right here, where's the volume shelves at? Well, there's a pretty good volume shelf building support right here. Uh, outside of that, you've got 427. If I get up to 427, pretty happy. You know, what? what's that? Close to 5%, 6% gain. So that's why I bought Hibs. Um, there are seven stocks, by the way, that are responsible for 80% of the gain. Uh, and, and those seven stocks, I am not trimming. And those seven stocks are what I'm afraid of because the AI train is still going. I will post in the newsletter, there were three deals that were announced yesterday, um, three deals from private equity uh, funding AI startups. One of the companies 
uh, raised $113 million in their seed round, which is uh, Series A, uh, last week. They, that, that company was formed a month ago. One month ago. I'll post it in the, uh, the, the, the newsletter. So if you're subscribed to the newsletter, look for that. Um, yeah, and I mentioned live trading on YouTube every morning. Uh, I have a note. With sentiment upbeat and markets overbought, Powell could provide a, a modicum of support to the market's advance. But if he suggests that he's in the hawkish camp, markets may need to continue to unwind gains until a more viable catalyst emerges. That's essentially my note. I just think Powell kind of says, hey, we, we, we don't know what we broke. Uh, the banking crisis, and they'll say it again. The banking crisis probably isn't over. And I know he released his uh, prepared remarks already. I didn't get a chance to see them. Um, but let's talk about uh, one of the things that I'm doing. Uh, I posted this in a private Facebook group. Uh, the link will be in the newsletter. This is Savvy Trader. Savvy Trader, I did the core portfolio, and I did an equal-weighted core portfolio. So let's take a look at how this works. Uh, I just bought 100 shares at yesterday's share price of the entire 37 names in the core portfolio. I would like to get this down to 30, um, but I still have uh, some names in there that, uh, like Moderna. Moderna, you trade. You don't own it. Um, you know, a, a lot of these others, QCLN, you don't need to get QCLN. I just like it because it's a clean, um, uh, NASDAQ, um, uh, clean energy, uh, ETF, um, Cleveland cliffs. That's probably more of a trade than it is anything. Um, I want to hold it for a year. Uh, so I'm, I'm holding at about 19 bucks. It's at 16 bucks. You can buy it if you want to MPLX. That's one that I just bought for the dividend. Uh, it's a little high for an energy company right now, to be honest with you. Devon Energy, anything under 50, you buy it. Anything over 50, you sell it. Um, you know, so the, there's some names in here. XLY, it was just the consumer discretionary is what I chose at the beginning of the year. You know what was right? XLK. Uh, I don't have that in the core portfolio. PXD, I want to hold this for a year. It's at 202. My average purchase price, I think right now is about 205. Um but it's gotten an 11% dividend. They're expecting that to come down. I don't see it coming down. VOO, that's just, you know, it's, it's a, a spy ETF. And the reason Costco, United Health, and, and NVIDIA are the top three, not because I chose it, it's because it's 100 shares of each, and they have the most expensive share price. That's essentially what this is. But what I want to do is track this. For those of you that don't subscribe to, um, uh, to TrendSpider, this is free. You do have to sign up for Savvy Trader. You can follow me here, uh, and you can see the core portfolio. So any names that I add to the porfor core portfolio, I'll purchase 100 shares, and it'll send you an email when I change it. Uh, if I take some out, like maybe I'll take Moderna out. It hasn't had the pump up that it does. Um, you know, COVID is done, but Savvy Trader, the link will be in the, uh, in the newsletter. Um, oh, and the newsletter yesterday, if you didn't see it, the newsletter yesterday, actually, let's go to dailystockpick.substack.com. Um, and no thanks. We'll just go here. Uh, there is a link, um, down here. And I think some of you click on links right here. This is a link to a scanner in Finviz that you can use. And I looked at it yesterday. There were some really good names in here to trade yesterday. 
so these are basically it's a screener that looks for stocks in an upward trend but are down today. If you're day trading on uh, on Finviz, Finviz is free. Just click that. Sign up for the newsletter. This is in the 620 pod notes. So go over there. Look for that. Um, it's a good one. Um, let's see. SMMT. We're going to go and look at a chart because this is one that uh, a few months ago, uh, we found that the uh, one of the main funders of this, he's a billionaire. He put $500 million, I believe, into this company. Uh, it is a, um, a therapeutics company, Summit Therapeutics. Uh, they have some stuff. It's a $1.65 billion um, market cap. They are losing $599 million. So the reason he put $500 million into the company is because they were going to go bankrupt. Um, here he is, Robert Dugan, uh, right here. Uh, he put, yeah, got crazy amounts. Um, and look, this co-executive officer, he just bought $15 million in March. Um, but we saw these kind of big things coming in March, and, and we looked at it. In March, it was trading about about a a dollar fifty. Um, there's something going on with this. Uh, not exactly sure why, but promising data for uh, in investigational, innovative, bi specific iPhone uh, featured. At yeah, I don't know what it is, but it made it pop. Uh, here you have an entry at a dollar sixty nine. This dollar forty eight was where we really looked at it. Um, that was where it went all the way up to two twenty four. Got you out with a 6% gain. Could have gotten out before that. Great trade. Got you back in at 169. If you're in at 169 at 170, you're at 244 right now. 245. Great trade. Great trade. Brandon and Sherry, I know are in, the, in this one. Hey, great money. Um, FedEx reported earnings. Disappointing. I said, hey, get into this one. You can try and get into it. Bah, bah, bah. Um, let me pull up. I'm going to get rid of this. Um, I want to see where it's down 1.67%. It was down as much as I think a couple of percent, uh, disappointing. They, they mentioned that the macro environment is just not good. Um, so, uh, I bought Hibs. The seven stocks that are, um, that I'm not trading out of that I'm afraid of, by the way, that are responsible for 80% of the gain. NVIDIA. It's kind of flat today. Uh, everybody's expecting it to go down. Everybody expecting, you know, I, I said this 367 is the support. You can see right here, there's a significant volume level here at 387 to 390, 435. I think you start to see this one turn over a little bit. I think it comes back down below 400. I think you buy it below 400. Amazon, uh, I'm slightly concerned about this one still taking off. Uh, this one, from a long-term perspective, you can see in at 106, you got this gap down here. You're well above that 200-day. If we go, go to a weekly, you'll be able to see it's just coming up to its 200-day. So I'm a little bit concerned that that one still has room to go. Meta, uh, we've talked about this one. They are one of the leaders in AI, uh, in my mind. Uh, you've got this one with gaps down here. Uh, but from a long-term perspective, if we go to a weekly, you've still got 33% to get up to that top. They just crossed the 200-day. Look at that confirmation on that run. Still slightly concerned that we still continue to go. Tesla, 
This has been the one that keeps on giving. It's up almost 1% today. You can see from 163, we went and covered that gap. There's another gap here between 234 and 241. Uh, there's this gap that has been covered way back there. If we go to a weekly, you've still got room to run to this one. You've still got four, you know, 420. You were at 420. The volume shelf that's supporting this is right at 200. So I'm slightly concerned about that one. You go to Google. A again, all of these have some type of AI integration in it. You're in a, a, an ascending wedge here that may be breaking down on Google. But if we go to a long term on Google, uh, you're just getting started. You've still got 21% to get up to the top. Uh, if you go to Apple, Apple's a bit of a different story. This is at all-time highs. So while you've had this great run, you got gaps all the way down here. If we go to a weekly on Apple, you are at all-time highs here. Do you double top out at 190 and it starts to turn over? Look at that RSI. Look at that MACD. Those are the ones that I'm concerned about taking the market down. But the reason I bought Hibs was because I just think there's a lot of this market. These seven may turn over. Uh, they may turn over. If those turn over, the market goes south. There's still opportunities in the market, but still south. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to show you in, um, in TrendSpider that I give you as part of your subscription, if you sign up through me, not only do you get 25% off, uh, but this uh, stock picker, this scanner, uh, the scanner is a 65-minute scanner. We talk about two algorithms, the four-hour algorithm, which is mine and proprietary, the 65-minute algorithm, which was developed by um, David Yoakum, and it is on the front page of my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so David Yoakum um, is uh, uh, part of TrendSpider. And this 65-minute, essentially this out, this scanner, it's not working right now. But the scanner looks, and you can look at the core portfolio that I provide you, and you can see which stocks are actually in the 65-minute um, the, the, the window to actually J-Trade. So I think that's a good one. Um, and if it were working, I, let, me, let me refresh this. Uh, where's the uh, Jeopardy music that should be going on right now? <laughs> um, let's go to the scanner again. Uh, but, 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 and all of this, by the way, is, um, not necessarily plug and play, but it is plug and play in the fact that, um, you don't need to do a lot. I, I send you links to all of this stuff. You can import it. Um, not the look and the feel of this upper portion, which I probably will provide to you as well. Um, just so your screen can look just like mine. Um, but I'm having a bit of a problem. Um, with this scanner. So, but it usually works. Uh, okay, Amazon Prime Day. We talked about being slightly concerned about Amazon. Well, they just announced their Prime Day is on June, July 11th and 12th. Um, typically, that's a big, big sales day. Uh, last year, it was down, kind of disappointing. Uh, the actual um, uh, products that were on sale, eh, nothing great. Nothing great. So if you don't have a big Prime Day, maybe Amazon goes down. Maybe it's an opportunity to actually add to it when it goes down. But they announced that. So maybe at the end of this month, uh, at the middle of July, maybe we see a slight pullback around that. Uh, one that I wanted to talk about because I was pounding the table. You buy PayPal at about 60. We're at $68 right now. 
Uh, it's down 1% in pre-market. You're having this little thing. I told you it's coming back here to cover this gap to 75. It's an $80 stock by uh, by the t at some point in time this year. Um, essentially, they offloaded yesterday. Uh, they're buy now, pay later loans. Uh, KK and our company will purchase $44 billion of buy now, pay later loans from PayPal. That off gives PayPal cash, $44 billion, and it's going to allow them to buy back uh, debt and to buy back stock. Yeah. It's crazy, that amount of money. But they offloaded some debt. Again, good companies with good management, and, that, and that's a good management decision. Buy now, pay later will be dominated by Apple, by Google, by uh, you know companies that are already existing. I think PayPal was doing an okay job of it. I just don't think they were doing very well. Uh, Coinbase. We talked about Coinbase. Uh, talking about all of these ones that are flying. Coinbase. We talked about this one under 50. It was an overreaction. Uh, get it under 50. 53.29 was the most recent buy. I kind of said it again. I think you're going to come up here and I think you're going to cover this gap at 71 to 76 at some point in time this year. Coinbase. Unless... Uh, enemy number one, Gary Gensler, decides to uh, go against um, uh, Bitcoin again. So I think that's a good one. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Let's go to small Gary. That's what we'll do. Uh, let's see. Another one that's flying, Mara. I have some friends in Mara. I have some listeners in Mara. You guys, high five. Uh, I would be... Uh, considering trimming this at about $12.70. It's at $12.24 right now. Under $10, I told you guys it was capitulating here at about 10. We were going to see it go either down, and that descending wedge was a little bit worrying, but it never got under the 200-day. Never got under that 200-day. So it was slightly concerning, but I do think that, hey, $12.70, I'd probably trim it a little bit. If you pull it back here to... The highs that I see, the high is 1282 at that line. There's no volume here. No volume. I think you're seeing it pull back to about $10. So take your profits when you can. Don't be afraid to take profits on that one. It is crypto. It is super, super uh, volatile. So all Gary Gensler has to come out and say, hey, Coinbase, um, we're going to regulate. Or Coinbase says, hey, we're getting out of the US and we're going over to the, the Bahamas. All that, it, that, that will take it down. So Tesla's flying, which you said Tesla at 160, Tesla's flying. Uh, Rivian announced yesterday they're going to the uh, Tesla charging, the NACS, North American Charging Standard. Uh, this is a boom for Rivian. This is a boom for Tesla. Rivian's up 2%. Uh, I think this one comes back up here and covers this gap up to 17. You don't have a lot of time between 16 and 17 right now. Uh, there's another gap up here at 19, could cover that one, but you're just getting over the 200-day. The problem with Rivian is not that the trucks are bad, not that these are significantly better fit and finish than Tesla's. Uh, it is a absolutely 100% luxury vehicle. Uh, the problem with Rivian is that they are uh, trading at do, 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 price to sale 6, 6.79. So, Six times uh, current sales, not even earnings, six times current sales. Now, they will grow into that, uh, but that's a pretty big, I mean, they're, they're losing uh, $6 billion. They only have, their market cap is only $15 billion. So at some point, 
my guess is they either have to uh, lessen that loss so that their their runway is a little bit longer, or they're going to dilute you, one or the other. Uh, they may issue some bonds, but the average uh, target price is 23. This is trading at 15. I know some people think, hey, this is the next Tesla. This is basically at the beginning of Tesla. Remember, Tesla almost went bankrupt. Rivian doesn't have a current uh, low-cost model, and that's what Tesla did. When Rivian comes in with a low-cost model, then you're going to see those sales really pick up. When Rivian announces some type of additional uh, product, you're going to see that one just crazy fly. Uh, UNH, we talked about this one with the earnings, getting it under 460. It's at 467. I think anything under uh, 480 on this one, I think you're good. Man, I don't know what's going on with my, uh, oh, I know, I'm on the slow Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, I'm on my slow Wi-Fi. Oh, that's a shame. Um, that is why my, oof, okay. Um, we're going to go over here and we're going to go UNH. Uh, and I'm not pulling up. It's not TrendSpider. It's my internet. That's why my live YouTube looks the way that it did. Sorry about that. Um, but UNH, yeah, it's at 467. Get in. Under 470, I think you can absolutely buy it. Uh, only one out of 11 sectors closed green yesterday. It was consumer discretionary, the one that I have. Uh, it's XLY is the consumer discretionary. Where am I? Um, oh, let me pause this. I got to pause this. I'll be right back. Okay, just in time for the recycling to come back. Uh, but I, I logged out. Should be good. Uh, I got the, the charts back up. I'll put sync it together so that the video is pretty consistent on um, on YouTube if you want to watch it. Uh, it will go along with the, uh, the timestamp on the podcast if you're listening. Uh, but one out of 11 sectors was green yesterday. Consumer discretionary was the only one that was up. And that's XLY. Uh, which I have in the core portfolio. Uh, it was up yesterday. Uh, XLE was down 2%. And energy has just been a horrible, horrible trade this year. Uh, you can see downward trending. Uh, the four-hour algorithm has you out of XLE. It's green today. The RSI is down at 38. It's just been floundering here between 77 and probably 81. Nothing great about this. If we go long term, you'll see um, it's just kind of pulling back into the norms. It's not crazy bad. It's just kind of pulling back into the norms. You're not even at your 200 day uh, on the long term. And when you've gotten over the 200, you've never been this high over the 200 day on the weekly. I mean, there, there, there is a long history of uh, XLE. And, and the last time you were here, 2014, this far over the 200, and you weren't that far over the 200 day. So you're, you're extended on XLE. The volume is, is putting it in up here. So you are putting in some type of support. If you watch oil prices, the administration wants it as low as 60. The Saudis and OPEC want it up at 120. So you've got a war there going on. At some point, they uh, probably come to an agreement. I will put this in the um, uh, in the newsletter, but it's a link to uh, basically Occidental Petroleum has a bear pattern, uh, and it's a bear bull. It's a bull uh, flag where it's kind of going down now. You got that bear; it broke down. That's not a good thing. 
Not a good thing at all. And and, and June 16th, Trendspider pointed this out. Uh, I said, hey, be careful of Oxy. Um, today on Oxy, let's see where are you at today on Oxy. I know I have this in the core portfolio. And honestly, the, the oil names just haven't. You're at 57. Uh, this is about where, where Buffett is losing money at, at 57. I mean, his average purchase price is around 65 bucks. So he's losing money. Uh, Ulta. Uh, Ulta got a $520 price target with an upgrade. Uh, the recent downturn is an overreaction. I said, hey, you're going to come back up here and fill this gap. You've already started. 484, not too late to get back in. But Ulta, $520 price target. Uh, as long as the uh, AI train is going, AIQ, remember I said there's there's this button hook at the top here? You're getting this button hook right up here at, eight, at 28. I think AIQ could come back down here to 24 if you get back to 24 on AIQ. Load up the Brinks truck. Just load it up. Load it up. So, I, you know, I wanted to take a look at this one because that's one that I actually want to get into. Uh, Talminty uh, on YouTube, he asked about Disney. And there's two things on Disney that I found. Um, well, one thing I should say. Uh, Disney is an interesting one. I own this one at about $90, $99 uh, average price target. It's lost its current run from 87 uh, on the algorithm. Got you out with a 2.65% gain at some point in time this year. Uh, this gap gets filled between 95 and 99. Disney is a good company. Uh, I don't think that Disney has a demand problem. They have a political problem. And DeSantis has basically made it center stage of his, uh, his, uh, his running campaign. Uh, that's the problem that Disney has. And it's not, nothing other than um, they have a political problem. And it doesn't look like it's going to let up. DeSantis is kind of doubling down on that one. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him saying that, that you know, Disney's the problem because it's not Disney. It, it's the employees that wanted DeSantis out and they spoke up. And, and you know, listen, a good CEO stands by his employees. Um, and he didn't say anything that bad. And then it comes back and they just, you know, retribution. But Disney does have a problem. Uh, it also was announced today that a Netflix show creator, Ryan Murphy, I don't know what shows he's created, uh, he's announced that he's leaving Netflix and going to Disney. So I, I think you've got some catalysts in this stock. Do I think that you buy it? RSI's at 34. It's oversold. I don't know that you necessarily buy this one because of those political problems. Uh, if I can get rid of it, I might get rid of it, but uh, I'm in it. I'm a Disney fan. I mean, if it, once they buy Hulu, I think that Disney Plus stuff because just becomes... Uh, incredibly, incredibly enticing. Uh, Justin on Facebook, RDNT. I heard some good information about Radnet <clears throat> that left me intrigued. The stock seems to be in confluence of AI and medical device, given the issues with the medical debt ratios raised uh, as a result of OP surgeries and other issues, seniors dodging COVID. Is Radnet a good investment? I looked into this one. And what I found out when I did this, last night, Jim Cramer talked about Radnet. When asked about Radnet, he said, everything you just told me about it tells me that I've got to look at it. I remember it as a money-losing company, and I've not paid enough attention to it, but that's going to change starting on Tuesday. So he's looking at it, which means run, run. 
Uh, here's what I found out about it. Friday it closed its underwritten public offering of about 8.7 million shares at 29.75 per share. That includes the over allotment option of 1.1 million shares for the expected gross proceeds of 259 million. Proceeds will be used to pay down 100 million of its first lien loans, as well as for working capital and general corporate purposes. The company said that's a dilution. So Radnet RDNT. Uh, it is, uh, hold on, let me push this in right, RDNT. Uh, it is a $1.8 billion company. They are currently losing $13 million bucks, so it's not like it's losing a ton. But they just raised $100 million bucks by uh, putting out, uh, or I'm sorry, $259 million by putting out $1.1 million more shares. That's not a huge dilution, but it's enough to kind of cause a little concern. And you can see that that downturn right there is what happened. Average target price is 34. It's 10% below it. It's 4% below its 52-week high of 32.97. It's up 66%. You can see March 31st, initiated coverage, $30 price target. You're over those most recent price targets, which was in March, both $30. I'd be a little bit careful of this one. Uh, it is not making money. Um, this is diagnostic imaging in the United States. I see a bunch of sales here around 30 and 31, not huge value, just enough to make it slightly concerning for the president and COO of Western operations. Uh, and he's selling pretty heavily. I mean, what's that? A couple million bucks eh, with a company that's worth 1.8 billion. That guy's probably making a million bucks a year. So a $2 million uh, thing is probably a little concerning. You can see there's some uh, some uh, some some retail traders that are interesting. Uh, Mad Money round pump last night last Friday. It's going to go back down to thirty. I agree. I think you know. In my mind, I think the short term it got a pump, and it got a pump here from twenty eight to thirty. Uh, I think you're seeing it pull back. I don't think that that gap up there necessarily means it's almost filled at thirty two. I would be a little bit concerned about it. I would probably look at this support level right here at 27 as the pullback. Right now, you're seeing this 31 kind of uh, promote pull back the volume there. But if we pull back the the volume the the volume here even further, you can see. I mean, to between 28 and 30 is probably where you want to buy if you want to get into it. Um, I researched. Speaking of insider buying, DHC. If you go to the homepage and you look down. Uh, down here, you can see DHC, Adam Portnoy is the biggest buy, uh, shareholder buy, and he's been buying a ton. I mean, we're talking almost a, probably $100 million worth of shares uh, of DHC. I'm going to post on uh, the newsletter why he bu he's buying it. So there were two articles. First reason is uh, he wants a deal to go through. So he's buying up shares to make a deal go through. Second article points out that the deal is actually uh, priced at about $1.70 a share. Well, look where he's buying it. It's at $3 a share. Why the F is this guy spending close to $100 bucks at close to $3 a share when the deal is only $1.70 a share? Eh, you got a proxy fight here. Something's going on with this one. I, I would stay away from it. The only reason I bring that one up is because I know some people look at uh, insider buys there, and I want you to be careful. Uh, I am going to do trading after this uh, after this uh, podcast, but I want to point out uh, yesterday's SPI, SPYI is up, uh, and I want to point out also um, the volume. 
So here, May 25th is when this really started getting some traction in the media uh, and on YouTube and from retail traders, SPYI. Look at that volume. So volume is driving this. Uh, I do think that anything under 50 at this point is a decent buy in this because you're not buying this for uh, asset appreciation. You are buying this for that 11.73% annual dividend yield. Yes, it's up 7%. If the S&P is going to close higher, not only is this uh, retail interest going to go up because of that dividend, but also the asset price is going to go up. So that, that volume is driving this price. I think the price that I'd like to get this at is about $49, but $49.65 with that button hook, slightly concerned about it, but this is one that probably you're going to see me day trade and buy it. Again, I'm going to buy something else today, so tune into YouTube to see that one. Okay, scans. Um, Mark Benioff is selling CRM. Uh, I don't know that you necessarily get into it at $215. I'd like it under $200. Uh, that's my take on on CRM. It crossed up 215.61. If you want to add long term, I think you're fine. Uh, Square. Uh, this is the uh, competitor to PayPal. Square had a secondary cross up. The initial one was 57.47. You're at 66 dollars right now. Your boy owns five figures in Square. Uh, this gap up here, 70 to 72, right in line. That's a secondary cross up. Yes, the RSI is moving down. At some point in time this year, this gets above that 200 day. It covers 70 to 73. Uh, SPXU, you want to hear, let, let's go over all of these uh, negative ones that are going up. This is a pro share, ultra pro short S&P. This is the big boy. So I bought Hibs. This is the same one, 1119. You're trading at 1122 right now. SPXU, I, I, I just think all of this is indicating that we're, we, we're supposed to go down. SDS, Ultra Pro Short, S&P 500, 35.47. Pick your one, choose the volume. SPXU is the big boy, so you're going to be able to uh, offload it pretty easily. SQQQ, uh, this has a buy-in here at 19.57. I said here at 21, it was probably a pretty good buy. It had that button hook. Is this the button hook that takes us back up here to cover this gap at 25? SQQQ. Yesterday announced, because I have a trigger on it, DRV. This is the real estate bear market. Uh, DRV had a cross up. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, it's still moving a little slow. Um, and I think this is Trendspider. Uh, DRV had a cross up here at 46.65. Uh, and you're trading at 49.12. Pretty good move. For, I'm sorry, 48.65. So it's not, not as good a move, but still pretty good move. Uh, S Dow. This one is the short Dow. Uh, this is the ultra pro short Dow 30, 2473. It's all indicating. All of these are crossing up. Uh, it's indicating that maybe we, we're, we're going to pull a, a, a little bit back. The financial uh, bear three times, FAZ. We've gone over this with the banking crisis. 1979, you're trading at $20.03. Uh, $20 uh, BITW which is a Bitwise 10 crypto index. This one's on quite a rise. Got a, a cross up here at $10.23. So um, it's an interesting one. I'm probably not putting money into it. Uh, I like this one under 10 more than I like it over 10, but $10.23. Um, CPRT. 
This is one I wanted to bring up. This was in the NASDAQ 100 uh, scan, I believe, or maybe it was the S&P 100. Uh, not sure which, but look at that. Am I putting money into this at 87.96? Eh, I don't know. I mean, if, if you bought this way back in January, it's 60. Uh, and it's a huge company. CPRT, let's see. Um, Copart. They are an industrial, uh, 38 PE. It's an expensive, uh, you know, from a PE perspective, $41 billion. It's up 43% year to date. One year, it's up 66%. Um, let's see. Copart to, to do, provides online auctions, vehicle and remarketing services in the United States and Canada. Ba ba ba. So they basically cash for cars and stuff like that. Um, you can see they're selling around 30, around 80. I'm sorry, 88, 87, 89. It's big money. This is all back in May. So I'd be a little bit careful, but I'm, I, I don't want you to get into this one thinking, oh my God, it's a great opportunity because look at how it was. FOMO. I, I, I just think the average target price is 90 and you're trading at 87. So when I bring up these scans, I'll, I'll kind of tell you a little bit. Mara is flying, Brandon says. Let's take a look as we go off on Mara. 1247. Yeah, it's crazy good stock. Uh, under 10. Again, be careful around that. Uh, I want to say 1270 mark. Um, I, I would probably look at 1270 as really offloading. Um, I mean, it's, it's continuing to go. I, I Watch it on a... Here, we're going to go to a five-minute chart. I'll show you. We're going to go over here, and Hibs is at, not the price that I paid for it, but uh, let's see, Mara. Bum, bum, bum. Mara here. Uh, I'm wondering why there's a whole bunch of cars outside. Uh, Mara here. Wait for a five-minute. Take a look at it. Mm. And wait for it to lose its confirmation. It's starting to a little bit at 1240. Still wouldn't get out. I'd kind of wait till it, um, it's, it's VWAP is 1241. It's below its VWAP. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's had a run. Day's high is 1279. It kind of said 1270. I don't know that it gets back to 1270, but if it gets back up to that range, I'd probably look at, you know, getting rid of that one. Okay. Let's talk about sponsors. This is a uh, trend spider. If you want trend spiders is a link down below 25% off uh, all the scans that you see. I'll give you scanners. I'll give you um, uh, the algorithm four hour algorithm, 65 minute algorithm. Uh, in fact, market scanner. Now that we're back a little bit better, let's see if we can do this uh, 65 minute of the core portfolio. So you can see it kind of work. Um, this is 25% off. I give you everything that you need in this. NVIDIA is down 3%. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, visible, uh, here, go to the link tree down below. You'll see trend spiders right here. Visible 25, $20 off for the first month. It's $5. Just click on this link. This is L I N K T R dot E E link tree, uh, slash daily stock pick. You have all my socials up here. Message me, do whatever you want. You have the newsletter. Right here, you can see the newsletter. Um, subscribe. I do a newsletter every day. It includes all the notes. So if you don't want to listen to the podcast, just do that. But this link tree is kind of the key. It has everything. If you make money, I just ask that you tip me. Just like a bartender, just send you know, a couple bucks, 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, if you make $10,000, I'd appreciate five, 500. <laughs> um, but not necessary. Uh, I like doing this. So 
Yeah. But I would tell you that the biggest thing that you can do for your trading career, and this isn't working for some reason, uh, is TrendSpider. Sign up for it. Everybody in the private face group, group that has it that loves it. So, uh, oh, look at this. PXD. So this is what this 65-minute scanner does. If you want to day trade, um, this 65-minute scanner tells you the current stocks that are uh, crossed up on the eight-day EMA. And PXD is one. Uh, UNH is one. In fact, let's go over here. We'll take PXD. We'll go back to the strategy tester. And we'll do the 65-minute algorithm right here. We'll run this one. Uh, the 65-minute algorithm right here, has it's going to cross up. So in the 1035 uh, candle, it's going to give you another buy. You can see PXD is just kind of... Uh, capitulating here. I think anything close to 200, I think you buy it. Anything close to 210, if you want to trade it, you set you trade it. It's not a great um, uh, kind of look at, hey, uh, it's not like Mara under 10 and over 10 because it's $200 stock. So the percentage move is not great. But here's the thing with, uh, with Exxon rumored to be buying this one, uh, and it's fundamentals. I mean, it's just the, the, while you wait for it to get back up, if you want it at 220 or 250, you get an 11% dividend. That's what it's yielding currently. Now, the rumor is that it is going to go down to 5%. I'm still okay with 5%. The average target price, 251. Um, you're down 8% year to date at 200. I just think 200 is putting in that floor. So buy it close to 200. If you wanted to trade it and get out of it, you could absolutely trade it and get out of it. So, um, but yeah, uh, any questions, hit me up. I'm going to keep that one. Hopefully, yeah, it's 41 minutes, uh, 10 minutes over. Okay, take care. Bye.